0: One of my favorite things, if anybody has an animal, take a nap with your animal, find a nice sunny patch, like wow, that's a different perspective on life.
1: Hello and welcome to Also in Pink, the podcast all about lifestyle design, how we live, the clothes we choose, and how we organize our space. I'm your host, Alexandria Lawrence, a certified Conmari consultant and personal stylist. I'm here to guide you on your journey to live a happy, fulfilled life. Every Tuesday, you'll get new insight on what it means to live well, plus actionable tips. Redefine what's possible and create your ideal life. Our guest today is energy healer, Martha Nicholson, and she wants you to be delighted with your life. Martha has 20 years of dedicated study of the body and nervous system, and specializes in a wide range of energy-based treatments, including craniosacral therapy. And if you're at all skeptical about energy healing, Martha has a wonderful perspective on this too. Plus, she'll lead you in a lovely still point meditation to help bring greater awareness to your body. Well, Martha, welcome. Thank you so much for being here and I'm delighted to have you on the show.
0: Thanks so much for having me. This is just a spontaneous and wonderful delight.
1: Yes, and we're part of the same amazing entrepreneurial community. So this group of 80 or so women at all stages of business and many fields of expertise. And it's been a wonderful hub, I think, to get inspired and make connections.
0: Yes. And I would say that it's beautiful to see the wide range of personalities and skills and talents. And you've got powerfully quiet people, which I would put you in that category. Like, I just want to listen to her. I could listen to her all day. Her voice is so soothing. (laughs) And then there are people who are like, the racehorse is right out of the gate. And I'm like, wow, I I don't know how to run that fast at this point of my business, but it's exciting to see that it's possible. And I don't think I've ever met such a generous group of women and talented and interesting. Just never ceases to amaze me.
1: Recently, I feel like I've heard a lot of talk about living an aligned life. I guess living intentionally or creating a life of abundance, a lot of people say. And through your work with clients, you help people unlock their aligned, fulfilling life. So what does that mean? Tell me more about that.
0: We have our work life, we have our personal life, we have family relationships, we have our relationship with ourself. And when all of those things are in sync with one another, things flow really easily. Living an aligned life is, does it really fulfill my values? Does my life feed and nourish me as a person, as a soul, as a friend, as a spouse, as a parent, is many of those ingredients that can kind of come together and create a coherency that it's like, oh yeah, there's no static. There's nothing impeding what we're doing. And to me, that's what an aligned life is. And it might be that your body likes what you're doing, but your mind doesn't. (laughs) Or your mind likes what we're doing, but body doesn't. I think of our bodies as this kind of home that we live in. And like, are we delighted to be at home? (laughs) Are we we wanting to redecorate? Are we wanting to find new colors, find new styles? Like something that just is exciting and kind of interesting to find those things that excite us. And with my clients all the time, it doesn't really matter what the question is, but you see the little spark in their eye come on. You're like, okay, we're on the right track.
1: Yeah, staying in touch with that spark. And as you say, listening to your body, which probably a lot of people think, oh, that's easier said than done. It's easy to get distracted by the day-to-day busyness of modern life. And through all that noise, do you think most of us struggle to listen to our bodies and intuition until maybe something happens that makes us get ill or burnt out, and then we have to make a change? So how do we improve that connection so we don't have to have something catastrophic happen in order to seek that change
0: some people are very visual some people are very kinesthetic kinesthetic people get in your bodies and go do something if the world is stressful and even if you have a lot to do move your body and do it it's like the people who are now doing zoom twenty four seven. put your computer on the treadmill and move your body very kinesthetic people need movement we all need movement but For them particularly, they have to be doing something. And when they are, their brain works better if you think about juggling. If you're even a good juggler, probably can only do about six things and that'd be probably a pretty good one. But if someone kept throwing stuff at you, like here, one more, Oh, okay, a really good juggler might be able to take on one or two more, but they will have to drop something. For anything coming in, something has to go out. And so, when we struggle with sort of the overwhelm and the doing all the time, I think one of my favorite questions to ask in the five minutes or two minutes or 30 seconds that I had before I would start something, I'd ask the question, how would I like this to go? Go into a meeting, how would I like this to go? And so, you've kind of prepped the stage for, oh, I would love that everybody thinks this is a great idea, we work together, we collaborate and it literally can be like 30 seconds or less. How would I like this to go and how can I bring myself in a neutral open state?
1: Yes, how would I like this to go? That's so simple but effective, I really like that. So how about energy healing when it comes to self-improvement and wellness? We have so many options available to us at the moment, including a number of alternative treatments. And so how do you know when energy healing is the right choice for you?
0: Everybody's different. So do the easiest thing. It's like if you love yoga, if you love meditation, if you love going and chopping wood, they're very different activities being open and trying a few things that you might not be aware of or how they work. My favorite is just kind of going and it's like, I don't know, we'll see if it does something. And if it does, great. And if it doesn't, I'll try something else. So, energy healing is really about that aligned life. Is my energy working with my body? Is it working against my body? Are my emotions working with my body? Are they working against my body? (laughs) And is my mind working with everything? So kind of having these things work together. And like what I would say about energy healing specifically, when something happens to you personally, like if you break your arm, they put a cast on it and you walk around with a cast and everyone said, Oh, yeah, you've got a cast. We shouldn't bump your arm. But there's a lot of things we carry around that are not physical. <laughs> they're not, they're like a disappointment about losing a job or the loss of a loved one. And those things, they viscerally impact us. And if they're big enough, sometimes we don't know how to recompose ourselves after that event. It's almost like we kind of fracture because we don't know how to deal with all the energy of it. When you hear a very loud sound, like sometimes it takes a minute, like, oh, okay, well, where am I? So, life throws us things like that. And when they do, we we deal with them as best we can. And the things that we can't quite deal with, body goes, okay, I'm just gonna put it over there for a while and I'm gonna see how things are. And then there's this process of sort of coming back together. And to me, energy healing is about bringing you back to that state of kind of the perfection we came with, the children come in with. There's an innocence, a curiosity, an excitement for life that. Living actually does kind of dull the edges a lot of times. (laughs) Then we're like, I used to be excited. So, energy healing to me is like just helping peel all those impacts off. The body work does similar things too because it's like, oh, an impact that affected my physical shoulder, I can find ways to move that again and get it healthy again. Same thing with our energy field is oh, instead of it being all dented by all these experiences, we can appreciate the experience, take the learning, take the wisdom, and not carry it with us all the time. Because our nervous systems need to be lightened up in order to function well. And you can put life's experiences in perspective so that you're not reliving them all the time. Because that's what happens when we can't quite deal with the amount of trauma or just the amount of information that comes in, we just kind of have to shut it off or compartmentalize it. So, the compartmentalizing very much a very nice home clearing and editing. (laughs) It's like what here is useful, what here sparks joy, what here is really who I am instead of like, oh, you know, someone gave me this sweater and I appreciate the gift, but it looks terrible on me. So, do I need to keep it? So, there are kind of correlations with our spaces, with our lives, how we show up. If you can move the stuff that no longer serves out of the system, it gets lighter, it gets brighter, it gets happier. It stops cluttering the space that you live in. And when there's space, I'm sure you find in your work, when there's space, you actually get new opportunities. You get the room to take up space.
1: That's very nicely put. And just to clarify for listeners, the body work, what do you mean by that in terms of actual practices then?
0: I would say good basic massage. Is always a nice way to start. Acupuncture is quite good. The more sort of standard body work that really are tissue involved are more like Rolfing or Heller work or somatic body work, where it's like, oh, I've got these kind of emotions that get stuck in my body. Like, can we get them to move a little bit? Because it's not serving anymore. So it's like stretching, moving, getting the joints to move properly. It's like if you took all the junk out of somebody's house and suddenly they're like, I've got room to stretch.
1: And now I'll hand it over to Martha to lead you in a lovely still point meditation to help bring greater awareness to your body.
0: So we'll start with putting your feet flat on the floor. It helps if you're in a comfortable chair and if you're able to lean up against the back of it and that's comfortable great if not you might sit a little bit forward so you're a little more upright because that way breath moves through our body a little more easily you just want to be able to be relaxed enough that it's easy to breathe so we'll start with sensing your feet on the floor and we're going to have you place both hands palms down one on each knee just above the knee on the lower part of your thighs and you're just going to take a breath notice as you're breathing in and out there is a natural expansion and contraction you expand as you're breathing in and you contract a little bit as you're breathing out Breathing in, everything in your body slightly externally rotates a tiny bit. And then slightly internally rotates a little bit with your breath also. So breath is one rhythm in our body. The craniosacral system, just to put it very simply, is the flow of fluid through the brain and spinal cord and creates another rhythm of movement in the body. We will just use the breath to notice. And what we'll do is just, you're gonna notice as you breathe in and out with your hands resting on your thighs, just noticing that opening and kind of slight external rotation that your legs and arms do. And then the slight internal rotation that your arms and legs do it's very subtle don't worry if you don't notice it you certainly can notice the expansion of your lungs as you breathe and the contraction of your lungs as you exhale so we'll just take a couple of cycles of that breath and a still point as we do those cycles of breath It's just some place where the body gets a chance to reset. And reset is not a full stop of the system, but it's almost like you get to restart your computer. It's not completely shut off. It can be restarted while you're using it. As you breathe in, noticing that slight expansion of your body, And as you exhale, that slight contraction of your body. We'll do that for about four or five different cycles. Noticing the out breath. Noticing the in breath. And following that rhythm. Again, just noticing the rhythm of your breathing. And if you give yourself about four to five cycles, you'll start to feel where your body gets a little heavier, a little more relaxed. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna ask our bodies, and this is where sort of energy work and intention orchestrate how we experience life sometimes. If you bring your attention to something, you notice more things about it. There you go. So we're going to ask our bodies first and foremost to try on what a still point is. A still point is when generally if the body tends to go into an expansion, and then as it comes into contraction, there's a little bit of a slowing down that happens. And with your hands on your legs, you just feel that kind of breathing and rhythm of expansion and contraction. Just kind of slow down slightly. And that each time it comes into that slight contraction, There's just a place where your body actually starts to rest. And it might take three cycles, might take 10 cycles. But we're just going to ask our body to find a comfortable place to do a still point. What you do is you let your hands just resist on your legs that natural expansion that your legs want to externally rotate just a little bit. And we just kind of hold it a little more narrow like it went into the contraction. And we don't force it, but we just, each time it comes back in, we just give it a little extra nudge to come inward. There you go, and then after two or three cycles, that ends up kind of being in this quiet space where the leg movement's not really happening so much anymore. And you're still able to breathe and inhale and exhale, but your body's kind of slowed down and taken a pause. So we'll let that go for a breath or two or three or 10. Just enjoying that quietness and that sense of pausing a movie if you missed the dialogue that's great or the visual that you wanted to stop and take a better look at. Same with our bodies. We just pause and notice its ability to slow down, to sink in, and to be present. Taking a few breaths, noticing the stillness. Noticing if it's not still, and that's fine too. Still points are not something to force, they're just something to invite. So it's like asking your body to find a more efficient way to do something. Always easier if it's a pleasant ask. you settle in and that body quiets down just noticing more the sensations of your feet on the ground your legs against the chair that you sit on and the space around you being quiet about still points is that they can last for a few moments, a few minutes, depending on what your body needs in that moment and at that time. And just like the natural still points that occur during the day, our bodies, when they're ready to move again, begin to move. They've had a little chance to kind of pause Take a breath, settle in. And when they're ready to be active and moving again, they begin to do so. So if you find your legs wanting to move a little bit, just let the movement happen. just knowing that there isn't a wrong way to do this for some people it would be quite easy for others it'll be kind of hard to do depending on how much you can sense subtle movement but anytime you can follow your breath and anytime you can find a way to help your body pause and reset this is something that you can do whenever you feel like you need a little time out anytime you want to get a little clarity like refreshing a screen that's frozen up okay now everything's moving again and the more you do it the more you'll be able to feel many of us are not really taught how to feel subtle things but with practice you will be amazed at what you start to notice So I hope you've enjoyed getting to take a little stillness within your busy day and knowing that you can come back here anytime you need to. It doesn't need to be 10 minutes. It could be two minutes, it could be 30 seconds. Just what would it be like to be refreshed and ready to go on with your day?
1: direct experience I've had with movement of energy is acupuncture and a little qigong and I thought acupuncture was so extraordinary and I've done it a couple of times and found it very effective for pain relief but I remember lying on my front with what seemed like a lot of these needles around my body and then feeling these surges of energy moving around my body it was quite surreal I'd never felt anything like
0: that. And it's beautiful when you can have a visceral and tangible sense of the energy moving.
1: I imagine it can be challenging to work in a field where it's hard to measure the results in some ways, unless you have a physical injury. But do you come across much skepticism or bias people have about the idea of energy healing?
0: Especially for people who are very visual, and I would say Being human, we are always using our eyes if we are able to, and a lot of how we know whether we're safe in the world is through our vision. Ideally, we've got hearing, feeling, (laughs) taste, all these other senses that if we're using all of them, we get very, very fine-tuned information. If we're just using our visual, if we can't hear something behind us, we can't see it. So, developing all those senses for visual people, it is harder if they really don't have a strong kinesthetic sense. Like I I had classmates who could see all kinds of things in people's energy and bodies and I could kind of feel see them. Like I could feel them and know them but I couldn't really see them like tangibly see them. So, I just thought, I don't see And I realize I do, but I see in a different way. I see kinesthetically, like I'll get a sense of something. So for a visual person and the skepticism, it's good. We're supposed to be skeptics, but it's if the skepticism keeps you from trying things, that's the thing. Because science is wonderful and it's always changing. Like we do the best in any moment in time to have the truth of what we know and what we've proven to the best of our abilities. But even the things that we've proved sometimes over time change. So people go, well, why can't you do like a double blind study on craniosacral or energy healing? It's like, kind of because how would the person not know they were having body work? It's all those intangible things of life. They are so important and probably a great percentage of the meaning we have in life? Are those intangible? Like, how do you prove you love somebody? You can have data points like, well, okay, they did this. (laughs) They said that. And people can do and say those things and it could still mean they don't love you. Like, it's all the intangible stuff. So, that stuff is hard to quantify. And what I would just say to anybody who's skeptical, skepticism is a great thing be willing to at least try things. If you don't like it, if you don't have an experience of anything, cool. Try something different. But we all want more options in life rather than fewer. We want like, oh, you know, the emergency room is for one thing. My doctor's appointments for a different thing. And then there's probably like the urgent care that it's not the emergency, but it's like am I okay? Yeah, you're okay. We can do this little thing. Then you go home take care of the rest of it. So there's different avenues. We need to have those different avenues because we have all kinds of very specific needs.
1: Yes. And be willing to try things. I think that's such a wonderful point, And that's the essence of everything really is having that curiosity and creating more options in your life than fewer.
0: And skeptics get kind of a bad rap and it's good to have healthy skepticism because you don't want to buy everything that comes down the pike. (laughs) (laughs) But you also, I think that curiosity and that questioning allows us to know ourselves better. It's like, oh, that surprised me. That made my world a little bigger and it gave me a few more options. I tried this thing and it was like, absolutely not for me. it's okay, it's for somebody else. But we're also very tribal in the sense of when we're in survival, we kind of need to get along and we really feel threatened if we don't agree with people. And so, our nervous systems, when they feel comfortable, it allows us to have a difference of opinion or a difference of feeling than somebody else. It means we're both safe enough in ourselves to appreciate that there's another point of view or a different belief. And even if I don't believe it or think I will ever believe it, it's valuable to be open just to trying on somebody else's experience for a moment really helps us having a rich experience.
1: And do you have any kind of lifestyle philosophy or mantra that helps you hashtag live your best life?
0: I called it like the Lulu perspective. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Who's Lulu? <laughs> Lulu is my cat who I adopted. Her tail is always in a question mark. You think of cats being scared of new things. She literally will like run out in the hallway. <laughs> and there used to be a cute boy that lived across the hallway and she loves boys. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she's like, I'm like, I don't know who you think going to feed you out there, but <laughs> you might want to come back home. Cats in general, their nervous systems are highly tuned. They will startle and jump on a dime. But when they are relaxed, they are like liquid. They literally are like, the floor is just here for me. (laughs) (laughs) And life is just here for me, you know. (laughs) And she's so good natured. Most cats, if you go up to their face, they back up. But she just leans in. (laughs) She trusts, like wildly trusts, that the world takes care of her, (laughs) which is amazing for a cat that was like in a shelter till she was five months. So, this I call it the Lulu. There's just this way of being curious, being like liquid when you can be liquid, (laughs) and being alert when you can be alert, and just kind of trusting that the world is going to be there to support you and that you bring great joy to. Like that sense of, she's so delightful. People love meeting her. They're like, oh, and she just loves new people. And one of my favorite things, if anybody has an animal, take a nap with your animal, find a nice sunny patch. Like, wow, that's a different perspective on life. Even if it's for five minutes. Oh, lie on the floor with your cat or dog or your child or just your best friend, spouse. It's like that sense of everything's fine. And even if it's five minutes, that's like a super happy five minutes.
1: <laughs> yes, I know it well. It's something I've missed in recent years. But I grew up with a cat who was um, kind of like my brother, really. But he was amazing and he'd sleep with me in the bed and even earlier today actually just a couple hours ago I was lying on the sofa having a little break and I said to my husband oh I just need a little cat here on my lap that would just be exactly what I need in this moment it's like a
0: blanket but better (laughs) it's like a weighted blanket maybe that's where weighted blankets came from it's like oh yeah the passed out animal or child it's like bliss
1: Yes, I need a little Lulu in my life in the next year, I think. That's a definite goal. That's a business goal.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and when you can have that state, then things get easier. Because doing anything that takes longevity, being a parent, running a business, having a job, like any of these things take longevity. And you have to take your breaks and get your like yummy infusion anytime you can and they just get lighter and easier and more flow, and then more of your skills come out. So it's just a neat, neat thing.
1: (laughs) Yes, and I realized that, I think, because I've explored so many, I guess, different careers in many ways and have come to this fairly recently I suppose starting this business officially eight months ago or so and it feels like such a long process leading up to it that I've been very goal oriented and dedicated to this vision at the cost of not taking that time you know for myself every day and about a month ago had a little crash as a result and made me realize yes I want to enjoy the process and it's important to do that however you can.
0: I think we're good for about a 90 day like a three month and then we need a breather of some sort so the other thing I think is really important and I think we forget because I've been doing this work since 1997 officially 1996 before that but having those places where you go oh I did it like oh I used to be afraid for people to have my phone number (laughs) now people can call me and I don't know who they are and it's okay You know, like those milestones that when you're in the thick of it, you just don't notice. There was a book called The Artist's Way many years ago, and I think that was one of the first books that kind of got me thinking this way. I think it's Julia Cameron. But she talked about having an artist date, like making a date with yourself. could be a half hour, could be a day, whatever you want to make it. But just that you regularly... Assess what have I accomplished so that you really get a sense of closure on some things? Because we don't do well when everything's just open-ended and constant. We need like a weekend. Oh, that makes a week doable. Okay, cool. That's why gratitude's so key for so many of us. It's like, oh, it's easy to focus on all the things that need doing. But really, there were only a couple of them that were really important would move things forward and make my life way easier just those things that you kind of give yourself some pacing so that if when you're running the marathon you know i can't sprint the first mile or two or three i won't be able to walk let alone run after that one
1: or the first 10 months (laughs) in
0: my case yeah exactly and the thing is since both you and i it's a business that i don't know we might hope to have forever (laughs) But we don't have an end date, so we don't have a really great way of pacing ourselves and really celebrating the things that did get done because there's an always an endless list of things that could be done. So you do have to bring your special sauce into the structure of how you move forward and how you have a business that you enjoy. The rewards are the reason why you're doing this for yourself. And the reward it will be for everyone else too, that like, oh, cool, Alexandria is doing this. <laughs> and like, we get to interact with that. Like, how amazing.
1: And it takes practice, doesn't it? With all of these things too. Uh- yes,
0: it takes practice. And a lot of listening to your head go, ah, and, and make up <laughs> stories and freak out about stuff that's not important and just make noise. I once realized, oh, like it's just doing what brains do. Which is just generate noise and content. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, so it's like having a business too, generating noise and
0: content. Exactly, exactly. And it's like that, <laughs> that just always goes on. And sometimes, if you can create a little bit of an atmosphere, you can do that more easily and with more heart and more presence. And then it's so much easier <laughs> than just trying to create on demand.
1: Imagine if you lived the life you really want. You know, your dream life. Have you ever taken time to picture what it would look like? I mean, what it would really look like? We're not talking about the life you feel you should have, but, deep down, the life you secretly want. Your ideal life. Maybe you already have a vision. You wake up, after a good night's sleep, on the most comfortable mattress ever, with pillows that support your head just the way you like. You go to your organised closet and choose colourful, unique clothes that fit you and make you feel good. Then pad through a clean, warm, uncluttered home to the kitchen. Your refrigerator offers up the most delicious, healthy options for breakfast. And you have a day of unstructured time stretching ahead of you to do with as you like. But that's never going to happen, right? Hmm. Wouldn't it be nice to take a step back, sweep aside all your worries, and imagine that's where I come in? I'm your host, Alexandria Lawrence, and I've developed an exclusive questionnaire for the Also in Pink community to help you create a vision of your ideal life. Simply join the Also in Pink email list and you'll get instant access to our Ideal Lifestyle Vision questionnaire. Go on then. Make a cup of your favorite tea or whatever floats your boat. Go to alsoinpink.com and click start now. Redefine what's possible and create your ideal life. And Martha, do you have a vision for what your ideal life looks like?
0: Part of it, I feel like I already have. I was an art major, of all things, in a school that didn't let you take too much art. (laughs) I like creativity. I like looking at things from different angles. I love to learn and people are fascinating and have such amazing stories to tell and live and their bodies to be able to live the story they actually want to live. And so, I feel like I get to do that more than I've ever gotten to. And I would say one thing that COVID and the pandemic really hit home and I had been wanting to build a remote practice for many years and it would do it sort of in tandem with my in-person work, but I love people in person, so that's nice. And what I realized is like, oh, to really be able to spend time with my parents, my siblings, like we're spread out and friends are spread out all over the country. I would love to be more location independent and more financially free to not have to have an office, not have to be confined in certain ways of the way it can work. So pandemic was like, here you go, you've been asking for <laughs> for years. And So, I did some more training in the beginning of it. It's like, oh, people are dealing with stress and anxiety. We need to take care of that before anything else. And so, I learned some really nice remote techniques that you can do for those and just kind of help people first get in their bodies and have more calmness to operate from. And then just the idea that like I want to be able to be kind of free to be working from many places or a home base and be able to travel to see my loved ones when we get to again, finally we'll get to this summer. So that's what I would add, if I was going to add more, it's like, I don't know, life is cool. <laughs> <laughs> life is cool. When it's not being sucky, It's
1: it can be very cool. <laughs> I think so. We all have to uh, remember that in difficult times that life is cool. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah and it's sometimes just those little things that will make all the difference like somebody says a kind word i used to have somebody who would just wave never spoke to this man in my life but i would walk by his barbershop and we'd wave and he'd smile every time and i was like oh my god and i said to jeff you need to go to him as a barber i don't even know if he cuts hair well (laughs) but You need to go to him he's just a miraculous human being and he was like really and he went and he's like he's great I said I knew it I totally knew it oh that is wonderful
1: and what would you say your top tip is for living well something listeners can take away and apply in their own lives
0: laugh as much as you can connect with the people who laugh I have a friend who she is so easy to laugh and she has this very loud distinct laugh She's <laughs> yeah. is a very small person but it's like that's a key thing it's like life is hard in so many ways but there's also the moving of energy through being angry through being sad through being gleeful joyful we can move that in so many ways
1: we all need a bit more joy in our lives and being in touch with that <laughs> So, yeah, so now we've come to the finale. So I have a few quickfire questions for you to end the show. So what's your most treasured possession? And of course, no judgment.
0: My most treasured possession is a rock that I found in New Zealand. Oh. I was at the point of, do I start my practice? Do I start my career? And I was on a hike and I was turning 30 and I was just enjoying the peace and quiet walking along and I heard you're gonna find your heart again and literally a second and a half later I looked down and there is a perfectly heart-shaped rock not like the other rocks that are around it wasn't buried it wasn't it was just literally right there in the middle of the path and I'm like okay <laughs> <laughs> okay all right message received I get it <laughs> and I still have it. It's not just sort of heart-shaped it's actually heart-shaped. It was green with these beautiful kind of blue and white little veins running through it and I was like "Ooh, okay all right I say yes I don't know what I'm saying yes to I kind of do but I apparently have help so I will <laughs> step forward.
1: <laughs> and what's your favorite article of clothing or accessory in your current wardrobe?
0: Anything orange. I love the color orange. Yes, I'm liking
1: those orange flowers that you're wearing now.
0: (laughs) Like my favorite things are these like t-shirts that are decades old, but they're soft, they're like perfect and they're always the clothes that are like, do you really want to be out of the house wearing that? But that sense of comfort and like I can play and just be myself, you know. What I love with fashion and style is like, can I have the really nice stylish version of what those clothes feel like? Because i got to be able to move.
1: (laughs) And that's why many people
0: call in the help of a personal stylist as well. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, because this does not look good on me. (laughs) (laughs)
1: And where do you go to get inspired?
0: Usually wandering around. It can be five minutes, it can be three hours. It's like, who do I run into? What do I see? Being out in nature, just noticing things and people. And sometimes I have the best conversations or the most, like, interesting happenstance things, and if I let myself do that enough, then when I have serious things I need to attend to, it's just much easier to do, because that part of me, like, the dog was taken out and got exercise, like, (laughs) like you got to go sniff the air, you got to go (laughs) feel the sun, feel the elements, recharge the batteries,
1: and... What's one book or resource that you'd recommend for everyone?
0: Oh, I thought of my favorite book. It's called Harold and the Purple Crayon. Oh, amazing title. It's a children's book. (laughs) It is profound in some very interesting ways. It just is this thing about how we see the world and how we draw our worlds. Like We create our worlds. Many things happen, but A lot of what we create is how we respond to it. It's a very small book, but it's one of these that like, wow. He had a very good secret of life.
1: And what would you say that you're grateful for?
0: Uh, Life. I'm grateful that there are people and humans and animals and plant life to be here with. Makes it worthwhile.
1: And finally... What do you love most about life?
0: I think it goes back to that belly laugh kind of idea. I had a friend growing up who would make me laugh so hard that I'd literally be clutching my stomach. I'd be lying on the floor. I couldn't <laughs> stand up anymore. And I eventually would have to go, stop, stop. Like you can't get any words out. You're like, I need a I need to break. I need like a little break. Like this is so fun. And to have humor and shorthand with people where even a very good friend once very split second without me noticing like mimicked me and I usually am pretty sensitive to being made fun of but it was like he so perfectly just mimicked something I did that I started laughing so hard my jaw got stuck open <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I know amazing. and I was, like, <laughs> I was like I can't, which made me laugh harder and then he laughed harder and it was like It was so funny to be delighted by being slightly made fun of in a kind way that you can recognize like, okay, the people that I love and trust, I can hear and take maybe hard or maybe a little more critical things from them because I know they care. They're not just doing it to be jerks. They're doing it because they care about you. And it's like, life needs to lighten up a little. Like we need more humor. We need to find any humor we can ways to make that heavy stuff lighter and to bring light when there doesn't seem to be any or find people who can and to do it together. And I think when we have a hard time connecting, it's like focusing on some way that you can interact with people and serve them in some way, I think just gets us outside of ourselves. And it's like, oh, I can move energy for someone else and it does the world of good for me. And then they're receiving it, give something back. So it just ends up like that we're meant to circulate energy we're meant to exchange energy and hold our own energy and allow them to hold their own. Like it's all of it.
1: Well, Martha, it's been such a pleasure speaking with you about connection and exchanging energy and living the story you want to
0: live. So thank you. Oh, thank you so much. I just so appreciate the energy and the invitation and just like you have such a beautiful presence and it's so easy to feel comfortable around you and you have this voice I could listen to all day. (laughs) (laughs) So, I think I have a whole list of podcasts that (laughs) i will be listening while I'm out wandering. (laughs) Thank you for doing what you do. You've been doing this your whole life, I would say, in some form or another. You have been doing this your whole life. And I'm glad you came here to do it. (laughs) Oh. You hold such a safe space for people and such a gracious invitation. It's like somebody's house that's like, oh, I came over for a really nice meal. And like, it was the (laughs) conversation. Where did 12 hours go? And, you know, like, I don't want to go home. It's (laughs) like, it's so delightful. And so thanks for being inspiring.
1: you enjoyed that chat with energy healer martha nicholson so here's some key takeaways from our conversation say yes to being delighted with your life and regularly ask yourself how would i like this to go when you face challenges take responsibility for how you show up and communicate and it just takes a moment to pause and ask yourself how would i like this to go also Be open to new experiences. Sure, skepticism is healthy, but don't let your skepticism prevent you from trying new things. Being truly comfortable with yourself means that you can engage with different points of view without feeling threatened. And maybe try things you hadn't previously considered, perhaps like energy healing. Let's all live a rich, full life and be open to the idea that, individually, We don't have all the answers. That's our show then. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Alexandria and this is Also in Pink, the podcast all about lifestyle design. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to Also in Pink wherever you get your podcasts. And the absolute best way to show your support is to write a review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. This really helps more than anything to promote the show and of course, tell all your friends. Thank you so much for your support. Until next time, have a wonderful week. Redefine what's possible and create your ideal life.